You are listening to the Real Happy Mom Podcast, the weekly podcast for busy working moms to get inspiration, encouragement, and practical tips for this journey called motherhood. My name is Tony Ann, and you are listening to episode 155. Recently, I was surprised to learn that one third of Americans are living with extreme stress, and sadly, this effect has only been compounded by the pandemic. This has left millions of people like you and me trying to figure out how to cope with the ever-increasing pressures from work and life. And trust me, I know all about it. One day, I had tried some mints by Stello when I was at work because I was super stressed dealing with some difficult kids. One kid actually bit me so hard and it took everything inside of me not to lose my cool. So I went back to my office, popped two mints, and after 10 minutes, my nerves were calm and I didn't feel like I needed to go home and have a glass or two of wine. Powered by CBD, Stella Mints help me to feel calm and clear-minded throughout my day, no matter how hectic things get. Each tin contains 30 mints total, and they come in three delicious flavors. And now for a limited time, you can get 15% off Stella Mints and give them a try. Simply go over to stellamints.com slash real and use the coupon code real. That's Stello, S-T-E-L-L-O, mints.com slash real and use the coupon code real for 15% off. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. I am super excited to have you listening today. I hope and pray that you are having a great day, great week. If you are not, just trust me on this one. (laughs) This podcast is going to help you to see things a little bit differently, especially if you've been thinking about becoming a VA or just starting a business of your own. Now, if you're thinking, what is a VA? A VA is a virtual assistant. And in this episode, I have my friend here, Esther Inman, who is going to be talking to us all about how you can get started with your own business as a VA and work from home, if that is something that you're looking forward to doing. Because I'll be honest with you, since the pandemic, this whole work from home life has definitely been a little bit more attractive, especially if you're one of those people like me who don't really like to get dressed up or put on some really nice clothes and just want to stay in the comfort of your own home. Or you may be on the other side where you just want a little extra income and that is totally fine too. So this is definitely the episode for you if you are in either one of those camps or in between. So in this episode, Esther is going to be sharing with us what a VA is, what they do, how you can get started as a virtual assistant. Also, some of the things to be looking for when you are starting um, becoming a VA and some little nuances with being an employee versus a contractor, because that is something that did come up. And I know a lot of times, especially when it comes to taxes, things can get a little bit complicated and a little bit kind of hairy there. So she definitely gives us some confidence and assures us that, you know, things are a-okay if you are a contractor and wanting to get started as a VA. Lastly, she shares with us, you know, how much you can be making and how to even get started. Even if you do have some skill sets that you're like, Tony Ann, like, I'm already down with this whole VA thing. Like, I'm ready to get started. Like, where do I go to post, you know, an ad or to even look for a job posting? She shares with us some resources on how you can get started. And I promise you, it is definitely something that you want to jump into. So, Definitely listen to this full episode. It is a a very good one filled with lots of information. But before we jump into this episode really quick, you know, I got to talk to you about the Facebook group. If you're like Tony and I don't know what you're talking about, girlfriend, listen, you definitely want to join me over there in the Facebook group, the Real Happy Mom Facebook community. 
over here, we'll be having the after party where we'll be talking a little bit more about some of the episodes that are going on here on the podcast, as well as getting some more of that inspiration and encouragement that we all need because this mom life can be a little bit difficult. So join me over there and get all of this goodness and also take part in the monthly Trello trainings. Now, this is a monthly training that I'll be doing where I can show you how to use Trello, which is a project management tool to help with making life so much easier, simple, organize all of the good things. So join me over at realhappymom.com slash community so you can be a part of this free Facebook community. Okay. Realhappymom.com slash community. Join me over there. All right. Now that we have that out of the way, let's go ahead and jump on into this week's episode. All righty. Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you. I am excited to be here. Yes, yes. This is a fun topic that I love talking about, which is all about being a VA, getting started being a VA and all that fun stuff. But before we jump into our topic today, I wanted you to share a little bit about you and what you do. Sure. So I started about seven years ago. I was working in corporate and I was a former teacher, transitioned to working in corporate, thought that I was, you know, doing my dream job, making all this money. I got to travel a little bit for work. It was so fun, but I was also a military spouse and I had a, well, he was three or about three at the time year old. And, you know, quickly realized that this was not the dream. (laughs) It uh, doesn't matter how much money you were making when you never get to see your family. When my husband was gone, he was active duty Marine Corps. So he was just gone all the time. And so I was solo parenting pretty much. So that means every time my kiddo is sick, which was all the time, I was somehow in charge of it. And I only got, you know, two weeks PTO per year. <laughs> so it was just not sustainable. I was very, very unhappy. And so I quit my job and my husband was very supportive. He was like, we will figure it out you were so miserable. I was literally like crying every day and needed to be on medication. It was really bad. And so it was like, I support you. We will figure it out. We'll make it work. And we did after about three months, I got my first virtual assistant job, believe it or not from Craigslist. (laughs) And, um, I loved it. I was making so much money and they kept just referring me to more and more people because it was an agency. So they had clients that they were doing specific work for. They were building them online courses, but they had, you know, these people still had other virtual assistant work they needed done too. So they would hire me to do other stuff and then they would refer in people. So anyway, my, my career was just growing like crazy. I didn't even look at it like a business. I mean, I was working as much as I possibly wanted to and making almost the exact same that I was making in corporate because I didn't have to pay for daycare anymore. So I was like, well, this is great. (laughs) I had to work around my kiddo's schedule and make all this money. And I really enjoyed what I did too. It was really fun. And I was like, okay, I have too much work now. I can't do this anymore. I got to start saying no to people. Um, Hey, mom, friend, Hey, military spouse, friend, do you want to be a virtual assistant here? I can give you this work. What's a virtual assistant? What are you talking about? What do you do? I don't, I don't know how you make money like that. They all were still trying to make money doing direct sales, network marketing, selling things. And that's fine if you want to do that, but they weren't really making any money from it. They didn't really enjoy it. And I was like, are you serious? Like, this is easy stuff. You can learn it. So like, Hey, let me see if I can find a training for you. There was no trainings out there back then for virtual assistants, no trainings on the skills that people were really actively hiring me for. So I just started mentoring a couple of girls. It was, um, two moms and just, just a regular military spouse, but all of them were from my local base. 
And so they were all milspos. And I just said, okay, every week we'll meet. I'll teach you guys what I know. And then I can start referring you to work. We did this for about three months and I just recorded everything I did. Cause I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe someday I'll turn this into something. I don't know. And I just recorded everything I did. And then at the end of it, they were like, oh my gosh, Esther, this completely changed my life. I was like, what? I just thought I was going to, you know, refer you jobs. They said, I had no idea that I could make money flexibly around my husband and my family schedule. But more than that, that I could have an identity that wasn't connected to my spouse. Because when you're in the military, it's all about them. And they're like, I have my own thing that I do and I love it. And I can do it around all the stuff we have going on for him or for the ones who had children. And I was like, oh, so it went a lot deeper and was a lot more than just, oh, I want to be able to make money from home. It was like, no, it's like a whole life change for them. And so they're like, you have to do this for more people. So then I started taking on a little bit bigger groups. I took the recordings, I beefed them up, made them nice, put it into a course portal. I started a Facebook group and I was like, hey, I have this class. (laughs) Anybody wants to take it? And then I can refer you jobs. And that was the beginning. And I ended it. Now I have almost five. I actually have 5,000 students, um, probably more than that now. And I was able to continue growing my own virtual assistant business and grew that into an agency. I was building online courses. I had like this teaching background and corporate background. So I merged it all together. I had my own agency. I took that to six figures at a team of 12 working for me. And then my courses for my virtual assistants, it was just growing so much, you know, thousands of students were, were joining and, um, we were still referring them jobs, helping them get work. We started our own agency of kind of placing our students with companies. And so that grew and I ended up having to close my online course agency to focus hundred percent on that. And now I have a team that supports that. So that is my journey. And through all of that, we moved to Bali and traveled the world. We were there for three years. We just moved recently back to America um, due to the pandemic. Um, my husband had a slew of mental health issues and my income was kind of able to keep me and my son afloat while he was taking care of himself. So it has been quite a journey. <laughs> yes, definitely. And you shared this story and I'm just like here with all of these questions. So <laughs> I'm just like bubbling over, like, where do I start? But I guess the first question is like, what do you need to even get started as a VA? Because I know a lot of people hear about, you know, becoming a virtual assistant and they're like, well, what, what do I do? Like, how do I get started? Like, do I need a degree? Like, do I need training? Like, what would you say for someone who's thinking about it or have heard about it, but they don't even know where to get started? Yeah. So I always say you certainly do not need a degree. You don't need any kind of certificates or anything unless you don't really have skills in a certain area, then you might want to have a certificate to show that like, Hey, yes, I do know how to do social media management, even though I don't have a job that's related to that on my resume that will suffice that people, that's all people care about. They don't care about your degree. Um, and honestly, they don't even care that much about specific work experience. Sounds crazy. Um, they will be very happy if you take a course and, or if you do a internship or you have something in your portfolio that like a Google drive can be a portfolio that reflects that you know how to do the job. So that's the first thing I like to tell people just to kind of level the playing field is like being a virtual assistant is such a great way to start because it's very like low barrier to entry. Like anybody can really get going. Um, Now there's different, going to be different levels. So let's say you don't have a lot of skills yet. You might only be able to offer 
email responding, um, you know, maybe organizing somebody's Google Drive, maybe helping them with meetings and planning and uh, responding to maybe you're coordinating their podcast or like just stuff that anybody off the street could do. However, the pay for that isn't going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be like 15 to 20 per hour. Um, where you start making the good money is if you start to learn some of the top skills that people are hiring for. And so that would be things like writing a blog in a business owner's voice, making social media graphics and captions that sound like them, knowing how to post them to the different platforms, knowing how to do stuff on Pinterest, um, maybe knowing how to edit audio or video, maybe knowing how to write show notes for a podcast, like all the pieces that need to happen for online businesses to run. It could be bookkeeping, all these different things that online businesses need to know. And if you know how to do that stuff, that's all that they care about. <laughs> they don't care that you have years and years of experience or that you have a degree. They don't care as long as you actually know how to do those things. Cause all they really need is help. So I always tell people, what are the job skills that you're seeing in the virtual assistant job positions that you need to learn and get some practice and experience doing either, like I said, in a course, an internship, building your portfolio, lots of different ways to do that. Yes, this is all really good stuff because I'm sitting over here with my wheels turning. So I'm just thinking about a couple of different people who have some really great skill sets, but I know they're probably like, well, you know, I think I know a little bit about photography or I think I know a little bit about writing and I can get started. But, um, you know, the flexibility part, like how flexible can this be? Like, is this something that we can work into our schedule? Is it a set schedule? Like what have you found in um, especially the other women that you've worked with as far as making it work for their schedule already, especially for those moms who are already, you know, working a nine to five? This is my favorite part about being a virtual assistant. So being a virtual assistant is a very interesting thing because it's not a employee type of role, but it's also where you have, you know, set hours, whether you're working remotely or you're working in an office or wherever you set hours and, you know, show a boss, you know, show up, but it's also not like this freelance type thing where one month I have five graphic design projects. The next month I have one. It's really not like that either. It's really this kind of in-between where you're an asset to the business, like you're helping them with something every single month and they need you every month. So they're going to pay you every month for a chunk of hours or for a chunk of tasks or projects every single month. Um, very rarely is there something that's going to be short-term and project-based. Now, there are some positions that are you know, part-time or full-time with more set hours, but it's rare. Those typically are around customer service or when you start to move into project management type of stuff because they need you to be available to answer in a reasonable time or be available for meetings. But for the most part, most of 75% of the jobs are flex time. That's a great thing. And it's also as many or as little hours as you want. So um, like for my team, this is for pretty much everybody on my team. Um, I have a, a team of about 12 right now and I don't care when they work just as long as their stuff gets done within 24 hours <laughs> and I Monday through Friday and I have somebody who, and they know all the things ahead of time. So it's very rarely do I have anything last minute. They typically have two to a week's notice because most of the stuff is routine. That's another great thing is like, you know, that you have these five social media posts to do, and you know that you have to do this bookkeeping thing every month, same thing, or every week is the same thing. So you can do it whenever you want. They don't care as long as you get it done. Um, and then I, the other great thing is I have people on my team that work for five hours a week. I have people on my team that work for 30 hours a week. So it really depends on what the company and the business owner needs for you to do, but they're very, very flexible. And I've worked 
worked when I was a VA, I worked from my, uh, from the park because I just could tether to my cell phone and I could do work on the phone or on my laptop. I would work from the car when I'm waiting for my son do tutoring. Now I still do that even now. Um, so it's amazing how much you're able to fit in from the library during story time. Like guys, I got real creative because my son was home with me full time in the beginning before I could get him enrolled in preschool. Um, and, uh, I got real creative and it was perfectly fine. I was able to work like 30 to 40 hours a week. It was amazing. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Yeah. Like I was just thinking like, there's so many little pockets of time where we're kind of either, um, doing the hurry up and wait. That's um, a popular term in the, in the military. I'm sure you've heard a lot about that. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of hurry up and wait. Um, so I'm just thinking like, that's a lot of the time that we could be, you know, using those pockets of time to get some things done. So I definitely see how this could um, be something very flexible, especially for someone, like I said, who's working a full-time job or as a military spouse. But I'm also thinking about people who are traveling or those military spouses who are like, you know, like I'm not in a set location. Like, you know, this year we may be in the States. Next year we may be in South Korea. Like things are always changing. So I'm not going to be in a set location. So what would you say um, for those moms in particular who are thinking like, you know, I don't know if this is for me because I move around a lot. Like, is this going to work? Um, so the only thing you have to consider if you move around a lot is if you're getting jobs that have our requirements. So, and again, there's not a lot of them. Like I said, so if like, For my company, it's very typical what you would see for other companies. And I just, the reason I keep mentioning this because I just have done a round of hiring. (laughs) I just hired two people. So I'm very top of mind of hiring. Um, And I have hired not only for my own team, but we also place students with companies every single month, like three to five every month at least. And so I'm very familiar with, you know, uh, consulting with companies to help them create their job posting and what kind of um, position they want. And what's really normal and what you'll see is it's like, you need to be available for some meetings. Monday through Friday during European working hours or like during um, US hours, but otherwise they don't really care. As long as you can be available for some meetings throughout the week, then that's fine. Or you have to look for the ones that are more customer service based and they're like, we need somebody who is on and responding nine to five Monday through Friday in a US time zone. And they might not even care the time zone. Um, so those are the things that are that are more hour specific. And the only other thing you have to think about too is if it's going to be an employee role, not a contractor, then they do sometimes have a state requirement, but it only matters that you have like some kind of residency status in that state and that you're putting your taxes through that state. They don't really care where you're actually living. So this is another misconception. I was very big in the digital nomad community because I was traveling for three years and I get a lot of questions about this. They're like, I don't know what to do. I'm living in Costa Rica and I can't qualify for any of these US jobs because they want people that are in these certain states. And I'm like, well, what state do you pay taxes in and that you're registered in? Oh yeah, I have residency in like Texas. I'm like, well, then you qualify. They don't care where you're actually at and you're in the same time zone pretty much. So it doesn't really matter. It's none of their business. You're not putting your address on anything. Um, So that's really the only kinds of things that you have to take into account. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, I, I know you brought up the employee versus contractor. Is there anything else we need to keep in mind when we're looking at um, job postings that um, may either say that you are an employee versus being a contractor when you're a VA? Oh, yeah, there's lots. And I have resources on this that go more in depth. If anybody wants to um, connect with me and ask on Instagram, um, my uh, handle is Esther underscore Inman. So shoot me a message if this is just like the tip of the iceberg. But essentially, 
contractor versus employer is very different. People get freaked out about being not an employee. Like, oh my gosh, I'm a contractor. I got to do my own taxes. Well, (laughs) there's a lot to be said for this. First of all, you don't really have to worry about taxes until you're making more than like $400 a month. I mean, $400 a year. So if you just want to get started and kind of dip your toe and get going, you can, and then you can figure out the tax thing later. So just get started. Um, Number two is if you're married or like in some kind of partnership where you guys share the taxes, you know how normally your person or you as an employee would get this big like tax refund because you overpaid, Um, which by the way, you never want a refund because the government, that meant the government has been holding your money for you and you did not get paid interest, nor did you get to have money. So it's, you don't, refunds are not a good thing. Okay. Um, But Typically for me, when my husband was active duty and I was a virtual assistant, I was making anywhere between, gosh, like two to $5,000 a month. It depended on the month. Um, Because I had a husband who was paying extra in taxes, it just basically canceled out the refund. So I just didn't get a refund each year and I didn't care. And it was totally fine. I never owed anything. And so this is something that people freak out about, but it's like, it's really fine. Also, the great thing about being a contractor, even though you don't you know, get your taxes automatically taken out of your paycheck. That's really the biggest difference between a contractor employee. Um, But the great thing is that as a contractor, you get to have all kinds of expenses, which means um, any trips that you take, that you can have a business, something to do with your work to do. Like I will do meetups with students or I will do consultations or I will do things around like, Hey, we want to go see our family in Maine let's pair that with a business thing. And now I can write off the entire trip and I don't have to pay taxes on the entire trip um, for me and my husband, because my husband does photography for my business and we're all sharing a hotel room anyway. So like you can see how these kinds of expenses can build up Um, courses that you're going to take software that you're going to use gas mileage to take your tax forms to the post office. There's a lot of things and a lot of them are reoccurring. So it's not like, Oh God, I have to track all this stuff. It's like, no, every single month I pay a subscription to this fee email entrepreneur group that I'm in. And so that's a really easy thing for me to tax at tax time. At the end of the year, I know I paid $20 a month times 12 months. Boom, done. That's my expense. I have the receipts all in my email. I'm good. So you can make it much easier when you're just getting started. You don't have to like freak out and sign up for QuickBooks and set up this whole thing. And it's all stressful. It doesn't have to be that way, especially when you're just getting started. (laughs) Yes, I love it. Love it. And I like how you broke it down there, too, because I know um, the taxes, that is the part that gets me every time because I do not like own Uncle Sam anti money. So (laughs) I'm I'm definitely glad to hear about all of that. Yeah. And I think once you get and you are making great money and the taxes become more complicated, you can cross that bridge when you get there because Mm -hmm. you'll have more knowledge. And honestly, you can hire somebody to do it all for you. And that is also an expense. So like I have a bookkeeper and I have a CPA and they do all of this stuff for me. I don't worry about it at all. Um, And I didn't have to start doing that though, until it made sense for my business. I think until I was making maybe 60K or more a year, everything below that I was able to do on TurboTax by myself. Like it was fine. (laughs) It was not a big deal. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, speaking of money, now I know there are some people that are like, oh, I, you know, I don't know if VA work is for me because I want to make more than, you know, $200 a month. So I'm just wondering, like, how much money can you make as a VA? So when you're starting as a virtual assistant, a lot of the virtual assistant type tasks that I've kind of mentioned, they do max out around, I would say 25, maybe 30 per hour. Um, and that's again, a contractor rate. You, I don't know what the employee amount would be um, because it's just like, 
it's not so easy. Like someone off the street can't do it, but it's not as difficult as making a strategy for a new business launch. I mean, for a new product launch and writing emails to go with the product launch and graphic design, custom graphic, like that stuff is more complicated. And so, but the great thing is you can start as a virtual assistant, either within a company or with multiple clients. Um, and you can learn things on the job. You can take more advanced courses. You can practice those skills with those business owners that you're working for. And then within six to 12 to two years, you can start very quickly moving up to the 30, 40, 50 US dollars per hour. I mean, people I know after the two-year mark, they charge around 60 per hour. And then if you want to do more like technical fancy things with marketing or with tech stuff, you can even get up to 100 or $200 per hour. So it's just the starting point. It's a great starting point. And for a lot of people, like 20 to 25 an hour is amazing. And so they're really happy with that. Um, but if you're kind of like, oh, I don't know if that's a long-term solution for me, um, then just know that it's kind of just a starting point. And then once you get an expertise that you really enjoy, you can really hone in on that, get more skills, get more practice, and then keep increasing your rates. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now I'm, I, I'm feeling pretty good here now. You got me feeling really nice about this, but I'm just <laughs> thinking about the, the moms, especially, like I said, the moms that are working the nine to five, because those are the moms that typically are listening here. And I'm just thinking about the work-life balance, especially if we're trying to get things started. So I'm just wondering what ways do you make sure that you have balance between work and home lives, especially when you're getting started as a VA? Yeah. So it's funny you mentioned that because I'm actually doing my own series on my podcast exactly about that. Uh, my podcast is called Help Me Work Online Esther. You can find it wherever podcasts are. Um, and I'm doing exactly a series on work-life balance because I had so many people asking me about that. Now, it's I take it with a grain of salt because some people are crazy like me and they're really happy to work 40 plus hours a week around their kid's schedule. And they're like, this is great. I love this. <laughs> then there's other people who are like, oh God, that's too much for me. I can't handle it. So it really depends kind of on your personality. And I think too, you know, it was just me and my son for the most part. My husband wasn't really around. Like I said, he was active duty. He was hardly ever there. And so I could kind of finagle my schedule however I wanted. And I didn't have so many things pulling at me. Now, if you have more than one child, you have a special needs child, you have mental health issues or physical health issues, you're caring for a spouse with, like, if you have more things going on, then you might not be able to have your schedule look like what somebody else's does. And there's no need to compare there. You have to figure out what works for you. When you have a newborn, the style of work that you're able to do is going to be very, or not do, <laughs> is going to be very different from when your kid is 10. So I started when my son was three. It looks very different from how he is now when he's 10. I literally could not talk to him all day and he would be fine. And now I'm about to have another baby in um, November. And I'm like, all right, we got to cut down on work. I'm taking how many months off? When I go back, I'm not going to be doing all this. Like it just, you go through different seasons. So I just like to say that because I think sometimes we can think that we can do all these things, but it's just not realistic. And I also don't want people to compare themselves to others who are in different places in their life or different stages or different things. So you have to make it work for you. But what I tell people is, is first of all, get your family, your spouse, your partner, whoever on board and say, we got moms here. So I'm talking to my mamas. Mommy is wanting to work some more outside of work, because here's my goals. I want to be able to save up for a vacation. I want to be able to quit my job eventually, whatever these things are, get them, get their buy-in on it and say, so that means on Monday and Wednesdays after work, 
mom is off duty. I'm taking three hours and I'm going to whatever it is you're going to do. You're going to take a course. You're going to work on your portfolio. You have an internship. You're going to apply for jobs. You're whatever the thing is. And dad or partner, spouse, babysitter is going to cook dinner and put you guys to bed, or they're going to do this afternoon thing with you, whatever. So you have to find in your schedule where you can fit in what you need to do, whether it's getting actually doing the work on the side hustle so you can grow it into full time, or it's just getting things kicked off with a course or a certification program or whatever. And you have to get their buy-in and have them be part of and supporting you. So I did this when I was starting because, you know, I was trying to work around my son's schedule for about the first six months. And um, so Saturday mornings, my husband and my son would hang out. And that was a great time for me to get a bunch of work done. I would get up early and I would get a bunch of work done. (laughs) And my son and my husband were just kind of barely waking up, kind of just watching TV, doing whatever. And that worked out perfectly for us. So just as an example of how you can find it to work for your family and getting them to support you and having like tangible goals. So it's like, it's not going to be like this forever. It's just like this for how long, what's the goal that we're trying to achieve? Yes. Love it. Love it. Love it. Now, um, the last thing I'm just thinking about here too, is like, okay, we've, we've got the buy-in from the family. We know what we're going to do. We're going to get started. Now, where are we going to be applying for jobs or looking for jobs? Like, where would you say is a good place to start? I know you mentioned you, you started on Craigslist, but I didn't know if there's any other places we should start to look for when we're getting started with working. Yeah. I don't know if Craigslist is still a good spot either. You could try. I don't know. I haven't been on there in a long time. Um, I have a Facebook group and we post jobs every single day. Um, We don't just post VA jobs. We post all different kinds of um, remote jobs on there for all different kinds of levels. Uh, So it's great if you don't really have a lot of skills and you don't really have a lot of money to invest in skills training yet, but you were like, I need to earn something from home. We have options for those kinds of people too. Um, My Facebook group is called Work From Home jobs and remote work resources. <laughs> That's what it's called. You can also, like I said, DM me on Instagram and uh, get the link for me. Cause I, I just feel like whenever I've tried to search things on Facebook for like search in the groups, like a million things come up. Um, but also with that being said, there's lots of virtual assistant and remote job groups on Facebook that post great jobs. And that could be a great place to look. Um, and then I send the email out every Friday and it has all kinds of remote work support for you. And it has those jobs in there too. So definitely uh, you want to be on my email list. And then I would say another place, if you want to find, you know, specifically virtual assistant jobs is a company called Profit Factory. Uh, they first, they have tons. I think they're an agency um, that places VAs and they have lots of different jobs. Um, another one, especially for my military spouses out there is called Instant Teams. And they have all different kinds of admin type of jobs on there as well. And then the last one I would tell you is called Boldly, B-O-L-D-L-Y. They have lots of VA jobs too. Now those, they do need you to have um, quite a few years of experience, but it can be like in an office or an executive assistant or type of role um, to, in order to work for them because they, I think they work with pretty high-end clients. So that's a great, so those are all great options to get you started. Awesome. Awesome. And I will be sure to include all of those links in the show notes. Those are some really, really good resources to get started with. So Esther, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yeah, you're welcome. And like I said, even if it's just to look at what people are hiring for and then get an idea of what you want to get training in and learn, then they can all just be really great places to start. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Now, if we are 
sorry, I'm gonna cut that part out. Um, Esther, before we sign off, I just wanted you to share either a motivational quote, words of encouragement for us real happy moms. Mm, Yeah. Um, One of my favorite ones to share, I got, I was going through a very, very dark time in my life. I think I mentioned earlier that my husband, after he got out of the Marine Corps, had a very serious mental health breakdown. Wasn't due to PTSD. It was due to traumatic brain injury, TBI, which is also very common. Um, And we like our entire life fell apart and it was really horrible. Uh, Luckily, due to my income, we were able to stay afloat, but it was a really, really ugly time. And so I always like to speak to people that are listening and are maybe going through their own ugly time. Um, It could be that you're dealing with an illness. It could be something with your children. It could be a family member, whatever is going on. And it could be financially. I mean, there's so much that happens in life. And the quote that I really loved was God weaves a masterpiece out of the threads of our despair. And so even if you don't believe in God, even if you believe in the universe or whatever, I think that is the most beautiful picture. And I literally imagined like a tapestry of all these different threads of difficult things that I had gone through or that you've gone through and how it created this beautiful picture in the end. Um, and so holding onto that hope, even when you don't feel like it <laughs> really has helped me get through some tough times. And so I always like to share that. Yes. I love that. Love it. Love it. Now, as I know you mentioned it already about, we can DM you, but tell us where we can find you online. If we want to connect with you, learn more about you and hear more of what you've got. Yeah. So my website is virtualassistantinternship.com and you on there can find my program. It's called 90 day VA program to help you get your resume going, find jobs, cover letter, the whole thing for the remote industry. It's only $27. So it's practically free. (laughs) Um, And I have a virtual summit on there. That's free. That is shows uh, showcases 15 different online jobs in case you're not really sure what you want to do. So tons and tons of resources and that's on virtual internship.com. And I did say you can connect with me on Instagram too. It's Esther underscore Inman. I post on stories like every single day on there and I'm pregnant and I have really cute dogs. So, I mean, even if you don't want to come for the remote work resources, it's still a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. And again, I'll make sure to have all of those links in the show notes. So Esther, thank you so much again for coming on and sharing all this with us. This has been so helpful and I am so appreciative. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to connecting with some of your listeners. Shoot me a DM and say, I heard you on this podcast. I would love to chat. (laughs) Yes. Now that does it for this episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. To find the links in the show notes, head over to realhappymom.com slash 155. And there you'll find the links as well as some other resources that may be helpful to you. Now, if you have found this episode helpful, do me a favor and leave a five-star rate and review. This helps me out so much. And it's pretty much like when you're going on Google and looking at the reviews at where you're going to go to next, you want to go to the one with the good reviews and as many stars as possible. And the same thing goes for the podcast. So you leaving this five-star rate and review helps me out more than you know, and I'd appreciate it so, so much. Now that's it for this episode. Make sure you stay tuned for next week for another episode. Take care and with lots of love.